You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pocket, sprinkle some pixie dust around, and fly away with me, your spider pan, the spider pan Jeremy. Off to Neverland we go for another week of fun, frolic, and unfortunately some bad news. (laughs) It's been a wild week and we're going to have a lot of fun and we are getting ready for next week here in Kansas City, Planet Comic Con. I hope some of you are going to manage to come. Uh, it is going to be here on Saturday at the, uh, I guess, Bartle Hall, I guess is the main place of it for Planet Comic Con 2016. My panel is set for 11 a.m. in room 2505A. Talking about Walt Disney, Marceline, Missouri's native son, the native, the Neverland podcast live, and I have special guests Peter Whitehead and Kay Mallins are going to come down. Uh, we're getting the final little touches of things together. Of, uh, it's a multimedia event. I'm very excited about this. I'm also very nervous. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. And if you're coming down, I mean, it's three days of fun. I mean, there's stuff going on on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I think I'm going to try to also get, you know, a media pass. So maybe I can get in there on Friday night and maybe on Sunday to go and just look at everything. And I will record as much as I can. And, of course, I'll be sharing some stuff here on the podcast. One week away, it's coming this Saturday. And because that's coming up and we're about to talk about Marceline and the real Main Street and where Walt Disney, you know, spent some very formative years, I thought it would be fun to take a listen to some things that, uh, you know, relate to Main Street. So we're going to have some fun with Jesse from Friends of the Magic where he went down Main Street and was trying to ride all the different vehicles on Main Street. Uh, I thought that would be a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, also, we're going to have some Neverland story time, and we're going to visit with the Muppets and Neverland story time uh, because there was some sad Muppet news, which, of course, we're going to have some Neverland news, and we'll get all the sad stuff out <laughs> out of the way before we jump into the fun. Also, uh, a new trailer. I mean, it just came out the day of recording. I was set to do a trailer park with uh, this movie, something like Queen Catway or something, which, you know, looks okay. But it wasn't really the type of trailers I really like to to share. And something new just came out. And I thought, oh, that's what I'm going to share in the trailer park. Uh, A new trailer for Disney's The BFG. 
Lots of fun to get to today, so let's go ahead and get the uh, the sad stuff out of the way. News that basically I bet you already know about, but we're going to talk about it a little bit anyway. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, so we heard announcements this week that, uh, well first we'll do something that's a little bit non-Disney, but uh, Darwin Cook, uh, comic artist and writer, mainly worked on DC Comics, but he did... uh, Stuff like the uh, the New Frontier. I think that's where I'm most familiar with his work. Uh, he went back and kind of did a retro uh, Justice League story with a very unique style of artwork with a, that was just a wonder to behold. Uh, but it was taking back to, well, golly, I don't know what age it would be. But had even a reason for Batman's uh, you know, a change of look, where in the comics, you know, he started to have eyebrows. Where you know, back in the even the '66 series, we saw him having eyebrows and stuff, and uh, it gave a reason for that. You know, that he was trying to frighten criminals, not children. You know, and stuff like that. I mean, and it was so good that they made an animated DVD film about you know of the New Frontier, which kept that same style that Darwin Cook had in there. But Darwin Cook sadly passed away. Now, I'm not familiar with all of his work. There was a long list of work, uh, but I, I'm a Marvel guy. But uh, you know, this is kind of a sad loss. He was a very talented artist, and we just I wanted to give a shout-out. Okay, some other things that have gone out this week. Agent Peggy Carter will not be returning next time for having a third season. Um, I'm not entirely surprised by this. I know uh, apparently the first season was a little rough. I did enjoy the first season. The second season here, I have not actually completed watching. I just I wasn't able to get into it. I don't think it was as good as it had been before. And I'm sure the ratings did reflect that uh, it, it was missing something. I, I can't put my finger on what it was, but it just seemed like it was missing something this time. Am I alone in that? But so Agent Peggy Carter not returning. ABC has also canceled Castle. Uh, boy, that show ran a long time, and I've only seen little bits of it. And it was a good show. I mean, it's Nathan Fillion, and he's usually entertaining whatever he does. Uh, I believe you can watch that entire series on Netflix. I should really sit down and do that one of these days when I reactivate my Netflix account. Uh, so that went by the wayside. Also, ABC decided to cancel The Muppets. Uh, this is not necessarily surprising to me. I mean, when the season started, it just didn't feel like the Muppets. They were really trying to do something different, and I can appreciate that. And some of it you know, was fun to try to put them in a reality of sorts, that they were regular, well, quote-unquote, people outside of being the characters we're used to them being in Muppet films and television. Uh, but I think they, they pushed too far. The Muppet Show, a lot of people will say that, hey, you know, that was something the adults could watch too. And yeah, it's not because they were doing sexual innuendos or, or anything like that. It's because the, the humor was occasionally clever. It was wacky and clever, and it was fun for everybody. But this new Muppet Show, you know, there were sexual innuendos and, you know, drunken Muppets and stuff like that. Like, And 
you know, parents who were thinking, oh, well, we can sit and watch this together as a family. I can let my kids watch The Muppet. When they saw those first couple episodes, they were like, whoa, this is this is not The Muppets I grew up with. That just was not the same. Uh, now, as the season go on, and when I first watched it, I didn't like it. I, I But I stuck with it for a while because I thought, well, maybe most of the funny stuff that I saw, you know, in the pilot was also the stuff that I'd seen online with the, the pitch to ABC. And so I thought, well, let me get into the show and see if some more of their jokes. And I, you know, I, and I started to enjoy it. And I think it did get better towards the end when they had some different showrunners come in. And they started to be a little bit more like the Muppets. And they, they fixed Miss Piggy to where she wasn't so obnoxious. Because Miss Piggy was horrible at the beginning of the show. And she got a lot better and became more of a lovable Miss Piggy as the show went along. And I, I really think they should have started there. But it looked like they were finally getting somewhere with the show. And they were turning it around, but unfortunately not coming back. I think if they had come at the show and made it similar... This is actually what I expected, but I, I thought it was going to be more like The Muppet Show where you're getting to see backstage what's going on and then the... The Miss Piggy talk show would be as if it was the Muppet show that was going on on stage back in the original show. You know what I mean? And so, because back on the on the original show, you would actually see what's happening behind the scenes and backstage, and there would be some fun and mayhem backstage, as well as the great entertainment on the the stage. This series could have been that. You could have had, well, here's the late night show is going on with Miss Piggy on stage, and we have whatever entertainment going on during that, and then all the other kind of stuff, even if it was reality-based, going on backstage could have been happening simultaneous, you know. And, and that could have worked for me. I think they could have made that work. It could have been like an updated version of the old classic Muppets show. But, you know, they just never quite captured that. But if you go back with some of the episodes of what people enjoyed the most is when the Muppets were singing and dancing, the karaoke night, stuff like that that, that harkened back to what we loved about the Muppets. Those are the ones that we enjoyed the most. So I think if they went more the direction that they knew the Muppets fit right into and what we love about the Muppets, this show could have been saved. But I don't think it's... Uh, it's, there, I mean, I, there's still people, you know, they're putting up the images, you know, renew the Muppets. I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's viable uh, because it was like too little too late when they finally got the show going where it started actually feeling like I was watching the Muppets. But anyways, on another sad note, you all probably heard this. Disney Infinity has been canceled. Now, I have not heard some specifics about this. Uh, I have because right now, and I've got a video. If you go to our, our Neverland Podcast YouTube channel, I read directly what came from Disney Interactive that they said that they just were going to stop. They didn't really get into why. Some people are blaming Shanghai Disney, which I think is silly. Which it looks to me like Shanghai Disney, by the way, has opened. I've been seeing videos popping up around YouTube uh, of a lot of great rides at Shanghai Disney, by the way, like Pirates of the Caribbean. I would share the audio from some of the videos I've seen, except for it's all in, uh, I believe, Mandarin Chinese, and you would not understand <laughs> anything that the characters are saying, but the visuals are fantastic, so you really have to go on YouTube. Um, but anyway, if you follow the Facebook page, you would see when I post these YouTube videos, but uh, I digress greatly. Um, but I did put up a video where I did read uh, what Disney Interactive was saying. And, you know, I don't think it's because Shanghai Disney is, you know, eating up all this money. I think Shanghai Disney is going to make enough money. It will be self-supported. You know, it'll it'll be within the parks. That doesn't really have anything to do with games. Now, Disney Infinity was the top Toys to Games product this year, mainly probably having to do with Star Wars. 
Uh, and I think it also had a great boost with Marvel characters and with Marvel Battlegrounds that came out that was all so much fun. You know, it, it was it seemed like it was getting steam out of that. There was so much coming. And then, I, I don't know, maybe it just wasn't coming out as well as they wanted. I don't know what was going on. We really haven't gotten much reason. They've just decided to cancel. And I don't know, does that mean the online aspect where creators have been able to make games and put them online and we've been able to download and we've had Toy Box TV where they'd say, here's what we want you to make this week. You know, is that all going to go away as well? Are we going to be restricted to only playing at home by ourselves on our own consoles and not being able to see what other creators are making? When is that going to happen? Will it happen? Will the online aspect stick around? Or are they just going to not make any new products except for releasing these... Uh, through the looking glass and finding Dory figures that we're expecting. We don't know. They, I don't think they've really specified when it all ends. All we know is we're not going to get Disney Infinity 4 or any new characters. And there's so many characters that they never got to. Like Peter Pan, Darkwing Duck. So many characters that could have brought out even in the Marvel and the Star Wars universe. So much more. You know, there was people hoping for a Rogue One set, which would have been great. Not going to happen now. And it would have been a big seller. This, this is a move that, to me, still just doesn't make sense. But I guess somewhere or another, they didn't think it was succeeding as much as they wanted. Even though uh, it seems to be very successful. And a lot of people out here on the social media are upset about it. Including a very talented uh, toy box creator that I have reviewed uh, several of his toy boxes because I've enjoyed them all. Diz Explorer 3 And he took to his YouTube channel. And uh, I would like to share his very emotional thoughts on this as I close out the discussion of the end of Disney Infinity. Hi everyone, this is Diz Explorer Zilter here, and this is one video I do not uh, picture myself doing, but if you guys have heard the news or haven't, um, um, they recently announced yesterday that Disney Infinity will be discontinued. That means... Uh, by the uh, starting um, next month, there's going to be no more Disney Infinity. Like that's it, and the whole community is shocked. I mean, I'm devastated. Like we all are devastated. Like Disney Infinity was not just another Toys to Life video game, but it meant a whole lot more. Especially like the community and the. Um, and then the and the and the, the crew that we made friends and family, it's, it's it it really it really hurts me, and sorry like it's it's hard making this video but but anyways um they announced that the um the final characters that'll be coming to the game would be um Alice the Looking Glass and the Finding Dory uh, playset characters and. Very sad to hear about it. Like, we finally get swimming mechanics, and now uh, Disney Finney is being shut down. And I am I'm very sad this, because uh, Disney Finney is so special to me. Because, um, not because, like, like, the toy box summits or, like, the characters and all, but also it's, like, the, like the fan base and the community and the people who worked on it made this game special. I mean, you guys truly are amazing, and I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for all the, the Toy Box artists, or like the community team, or everyone that worked on Disney Infinity. I want to thank you guys for the hard work that you poured into Disney Infinity, and it will always be um, 
missed in my opinion. It will always be the best Toys to Life video game I have ever played. I mean, Skylanders and Lego Dimensions, like, they got nothing on Disney Infinity. Trust me, you guys will always be the best, in my opinion. Also, I want to say that due to Disney Infinity's cancellation, um, I'm here to unfortunately announce that I am canceling the Disneyland 3.0 project as well. So, I am sorry to uh, for everyone who is planning on building for this project, but unfortunately, that will not be completed, although I will try my best to finish the the park, like the whole park, and then share it with you guys, so you guys will be able to walk around and roam around at you know, Disneyland, and, yeah, and for the future of my channel, I don't know, uh, to be personally, uh, to be personally honest, I don't know what the future holds for my channel. Maybe I'll do another channel uh, in the future, but this expect this one to ending in the future. Like it's it's really hard though, because Disney Finney is so so special though. I'm sorry, like, and uh, although I will be posting up new videos in the in the future possibly maybe like favorite memories i had of disney fanny and top five toy boxes that i built or top tens i don't know but i don't know to just like uh break to remind of the, the good times that we had and, and celebrate infinity as we come to its closure and um another thing um if you guys may or may not know or may remember Last summer, during the Toy Box Summit, us Toy Box Master artists, we chose uh, a character to be added into Infinity. And I think since Infinity's ending, he should be that last character that should be added, if it's possible. Like, my last wish is that if Disney Infinity's going down, at least give us that one character. And that one character is Peter Pan. Like, he, like, he, he definitely needs the, to be the final character to come for, into Infinity, if it is possible. Please, Disney Infinity. Because, like, not only uh, does, like, Peter Pan symbolizes, uh, like, my one of my favorite Disney movies, one of my favorite characters, but he also symbolizes my childhood. He's, uh, Peter Pan's, like, my first Disney movie I've ever watched, and, like, the first, like, Disney hero I've ever, uh, I've ever loved. Uh, next to Mickey Mouse, and um, he also symbolized the time I had at Toy Box Summit, making all those new friends and and people who uh, all shared the same common interests. Sorry, it's really hard, but if you can, please convince Disney Fanny to release Peter Pan, if it's possible. So, anyways, also, one final announcement. Send your best of love to everyone that worked on Disney Infinity. Like, everyone, whether it be JV, Allison, the mentors, everyone that worked. Send them their best of wishes and send them their best of luck because they definitely deserve it. Thank you, Disney Infinity, for everything that you've done for us. You truly are something something else. You guys are something more. You guys are will always be like one of the best video games of all time. So so yeah, thank you so much for watching this video. 
Um, if you're if you're sad about the news, uh, please comment below about what you feel about about Disney Finney's closure. Send them the best wishes, and please send the awareness that Peter Pan needs to be a figure because he truly does. He deserves it. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. Bye, guys. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator. Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Oh. Get him all. Oh. Get that gator. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. What kind of a monster are you? Bone cruncher. Soiled chewer. Meat dripper. Gizzard gulper. Butcher boy. Please don't eat me. You think because I'm a giant that I'm a man gobbling cannibal? <laughs> <laughs> You can call me the big, friendly giant. Oh, my. I catch dreams. This one sounds like you. There are bad dreams here, too. Yeah. Run, Sophie. Hide. You has a delicious little bean. Yeah. I'm not. I have a plan. Brave Sophie. This be the story of a little girl. It'll be great adventures and laughter. Times will be hard, times will be soft. So hold your breaths, cross your fingers, here we go. I'm going to call you BFG. Okay, so this is the BFG. Uh, the, boy, I tell you, from the teaser to the previous trailer to this trailer, this movie keeps looking better and better to me. We get to see, I think, a little bit more of the facial animation for BFG, Big Friendly Giant. And it is very human. They definitely did some motion capture of the actor who was probably the, probably the same actor who's providing the voice, I would figure. Uh, and because the animations – and I, I don't know what the actor looks like. I have no idea. So I don't know if they tried to make the character look a little like him. He, The character himself, though, he still looks a little weird because they've uh, given him kind of a weird, lanky design. So he doesn't have that human quality. He looks very odd. But his face and his emotions are starting to look very good and the expressions – uh, very believable. Uh, so, yeah, the effects are going to be great. I mean, this is from Steven Spielberg. You can expect great things. John Williams' soundtrack. Uh, I did see that the uh, adaption was by, um, I can't think of her first name, Matheson, though, who also scripted E.T. So uh, everything is in place for this to be a phenomenal movie and a whole lot of fun and a lot of great, fantastic action and fantasy I'm very excited about this. I get more excited every time I see something about this. This is going to be great, and it is coming soon, and we're going to enjoy it, I'm sure. 
Uh, but now I think it's time uh, for the Neverland Story Time. This is your Neverland Story Time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here with a read-along story for you to share. All you have to do is look at your book, listen, and when you hear the sound of the bell, turn the page! Uh, uh, that's right. Uh, just turn the page whenever the bell rings. Attaboy, yes, Kermit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's it about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is it? The case of the missing mother. <clears throat> it was almost Mother's Day, and things were jumping at the Muppet Theater. Especially frogs. What, Kermit? Jumping, get it? Waka waka. Oh, man, Fozzie, listen, can we hear this story, man? As I was saying, <clears throat> everyone was getting ready for the big show, The Muppets Salute to Motherhood. Wow, like, what a groovy bell, man, but what's it mean, you know? Time page! Backstage, Miss Piggy was trying on her costume. She was talking about her mother, who'd always known that Miss Piggy would be a star. My mother. She was so wise, so adorable, so dear, so very much like moi, in fact, said Miss Piggy. My mom was den mother of my Cub Scout troop. She taught me everything I know, said Fozzie Bear, who'd learned all his best jokes at his mother's knee. And other joints. Waka waka! Everyone was so busy getting ready for the show that at first no one noticed what Animal was doing. Ah. Ah, 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 He's tearing ah, his drums ah, apart ah, with his teeth, said Floyd Pepper, the bass player. He ran over to Animal and pulled him away from his drums. Hey, man, Floyd asked. What's the big idea? What's the matter with Animal today? Fozzie wanted to know. Beats me. He's been acting weird ever since we started to work on this show. It's like he just doesn't want to play the drums anymore. Said Floyd. Not my drums! Animal bellowed. But Animal, you're the best drummer we've got. Said Janice. He's the only drummer we got. Floyd pointed out. If Animal doesn't play the drums, it'll just about kill the final number. Kill! Screamed Animal. Fozzie shook his head sadly. Yeah, he said. What's a lullaby without a drum solo? I'll keep my eye on him, Floyd promised. Maybe I can figure out what's bugging him. The next day, Animal disappeared. Floyd went to get him for rehearsal, but Animal wasn't in his room. His chains were broken and the door was ripped off its hinges, Floyd told the others. I mean, Animal is out of sight, but this time he's really out of sight. Everyone searched the theater. There wasn't a sign of Animal anywhere. Then Janice found something suspicious. Crumbs! She cried out, and Gonzo replied, Sticks and stones may break our bones, but names will never hurt us. Not you, Janice said, pointing at the mess on the floor. 
Those crumbs. Those aren't crumbs. They're wood shavings, said Floyd. Oh, man, that's Kermit's... I mean, it was his desk. Look what happened to the garbage cans. Scooter came rushing in from the alley. There's a trail of trash out there. If we follow it, maybe it'll lead us to... Animal! Everyone shouted. So everyone set out in search of Animal. They went from one pile of rubble to the next, across the park and the railroad tracks, past the firehouse and the bolorama, until they came to a long, winding road. Scooter read the street sign. Memory Lane, it said. At the end of Memory Lane was a big old house. Lock! Fozzie cried. A for sale sign. Yeah, and look who's leaning up against that for sale sign, man, said Floyd Pepper. My main drummer, Animal Mother. Animal cried out suddenly. He stood up and lumbered off toward the house. A piece of paper fluttered from his hand. Hey, hey wait a minute. Oh. Hey, hold on. Floyd picked up the piece of paper that had fallen from Animal's hand. He read it aloud as the others gathered around. Animal, our house too big for me now. I moved to smaller place. Don't lose this letter. If you do, you won't find me. I will be living at... I don't understand. Hey, what does it say? Hey, be quiet, man. Go ahead, go ahead. The last words were lost forever because the rest of the page had been torn off. So that's what's going down. He's lost his mother's address, said Floyd. We've got to help Animal find his mother, Fozzie decided. Miss Piggy agreed. A boy without his mother is like a day without lipstick. Unbearable, said Fozzie. They ran up to the house and surrounded Animal. He was ripping up the flower garden. Animal? Gonzo said. How's it going? We understand you're feeling a little depressed, added Fozzie. Animal jumped into the hole where the flowers had been and howled, Depressed! Animal, we're here to help you out, Dig, said Floyd. Dig! shouted Animal, and he began to dig again. Oh! Miss Piggy tried hard to ignore the dirt landing on her new purple pumps. Don't worry, said Janice. We'll help you look for your mother, Animal. Mother! cried Animal, jumping out of the hole. That afternoon, they rode all over town, trying to find Animal's mother. They saw many mothers, but none of them looked like they belonged to Animal. Just when they were about to give up hope, Animal's eyes lit up. Drums! He cried. Not now, man. Floyd told Animal. You could play the drums later. Drums! Animal bellowed. 
And from the distance came the sound of drumming. Say, Fozzie suggested, maybe we should go where the drums are. At least he seems interested in playing again. If he played the drums, he might feel better, Janice suggested. And then the show would be saved. The sound of drums became louder and louder. Animal was jumping all over the van. Be cool, Floyd said, but Animal couldn't calm down. He kept shouting, Drums! Drums! Now the beat was louder than ever. They stopped in front of a tiny pink cottage. Inside, at the window, someone was playing the drums. At first glance, the drummer looked an awful lot like Animal. If Animal were a girl, and older, and had gray hair. In fact, it wouldn't have been too hard to imagine that the drummer inside the pink cottage was none other than Animal's... MOTHER! The drumming stopped. The drummer looked out the window. Animal ran toward the window, tearing the frame apart with his bare hands. His mother ripped down the window from her side until she and Animal were in each other's arms. The other Muppets sniffed and wiped their eyes. <laughs> Miss Piggy blew her nose daintily. There's nothing that brings tears to the eye like the sight of mother and son together again said miss piggy except maybe the bill they're going to get for that window said gonzo the next day was mother's day the muppet salute to motherhood was a huge success and the drummers in the final number brought down the house one was a familiar face animal, animal bellowed and the other face was new. Oh, the audience loved them. They applauded wildly. And Animal played the drums better than he'd ever played before. To Disney and beyond. All right, well, Neverlanders, I am standing here with Jane from thankyouwaltdisney.org, uh, I believe. Yeah, thankyouwaltdisney.org. And uh, so what is it you guys are doing? We are trying to save the uh, original Laugh-O-Gram studio building in Kansas City at 31st and Forest. And what are your hopes uh, to do with the building? We, uh, our original intent was to not only have it as a Disney museum with items from the family, um, since the Disney Archives has their own museum, and um, also turn it into an animation studio. Oh, so you want to have it to be a working studio? Yes. Wow. Corroborate maybe with the Kansas City Art Institute. Yeah. Um, and various other universities, UMKC. 
that's down the line, but that's that's a goal, and that's, that's a good goal. goal to have. Yeah. Do you have like a set time you're hoping to be able to get it all completed? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Anytime you get it done. Anytime we can get it done. I mean, the building was falling apart in 2004. We saved it. Uh, it has a new roof on it now. It's, it's sad, but a lot of the money that we raise right now is to maintain the building and keep it from falling down. We can't, we, we are trying to raise money to do those dreams, to make the dreams come true, just like Walt wanted to do. So talk a lot, a lot of, a little about the, the history in Kansas City of Walt and how it's kind of important to the beginning of all of it. Of Walt Disney himself? Yeah. Thank you, Walt yeah. Disney. Of Walt Disney himself. Walt yeah. Disney uh, was born in 1901 in Chicago, and um, he grew up a little bit in Chicago, and then they moved. They moved to um, Marceline, Missouri. There's also a Disney Museum there. Yes, the I, I go every year. It's a wonderful place. Yes. Uh, lots of Disney history there as well. Yeah. So if you're going to hit it, hit Kansas City and Marceline. But he had his formative years there, and a lot of the early animation that he did was based on his time on the farm there in Marceline with his folks. They then moved to Kansas City. He was there about five years and I think, Marceline. Then they moved to Kansas City. And in Kansas City, he had a job uh, throwing newspapers and doing stuff like that. This, this book tells you a little bit about it. Um, when he came back to Kansas City, he got involved in animation. He checked a book out from the, the Kansas City Public Library by Edward Wirebridge, Wirebridge um, who was a photographer at the time and then became a filmmaker. And what he did was take horses, for instance, and shoot them bit by bit by bit to prove that there was a, at the time there was a conversation about whether all the horses, when the horses would run, if all of their hooves were up. So he had trick cameras to show that. When you ran them all together, the horse was in motion. And that book was the impetus for Walt to say, well, why don't we just do that on film, but draw the pictures? Because he was an artist. He started drawing in his grandparents' backyard that was on Bell Fountain, 30th and Bell Fountain here in Kansas City, in the garage behind the house, which is still there. The garage is still there. The only thing in the garage at this time that was still there at the time that Disney was there is the stove the wood-burning stove, and that's what he used at the time to keep warm. The house where he grew up on Bell Fountain is uh, on the National Register of Historic Places. It's owned by a family, obviously, yeah. and they have a gate around it, so they don't want you trespassing. Yeah. But, but you, you can, can get pictures. To get a photo. Which right, you can, and if you're very nice, yeah. knock on the door, and yeah. But that's where he started. And then he ended up going to the uh, Kansas City Film Ad Company later in life and started doing animation for them. That building has since been torn down, but that's also where he met up with a lot of other animators. He, uh, Fred Harmon of iWorks, who became instrumental in the life of Walt Disney Pictures. Yeah, I'm always going to love him for the skeleton dance. Oh, that's my love favorite, I too. It. I love it. I love it. But people don't realize that Carl Stalling also, he worked with Carl Stalling at the ISIS Theater, the organist. He then, he came out, he went with Disney out to Hollywood, for instance. He, iWorks, Hugh Harmon, 
Chris Freeling, all these people went Walter out. Lance, I think was from right here. Went out to L.A. when Oswald the Lucky Rabbit got bought out, and then they went into a nice little problem with that. And Disney Disney Studios sort of fell these on hard times, and they booked and went to Warner Brothers. So we then they produced Merry Melodies and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Kansas City. Walt was here. He went to school at um, the Benton, Thomas Hart Benton School, which is still here. Um, they were teaching at the time we toured Disney. Um, Diane Disney Miller and her husband Ron. They were teaching about Walt Disney when we walked in the room. In their, in their, yeah, in the original auditorium, we walked in with the principal, who at the time was Mayor Cleaver's daughter, walked in there, and they were talking about it, and it was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. <laughs> we have and in walks Walt Disney's daughter, you know? Yeah. How oh freaky goodness. is that? Yes. It's now a, um, what do you call it? An elderly home, or condos, whatever you want to say. Yeah. There are apartments and condos in there. I think they're for the elderly. But at least it's still here. Yes, the building's still the there. The building's still there. Yeah. The auditorium's still there. They'd renovated the school, but the auditorium had not been renovated. So it was really awesome. But that's where he went to school. This area here shows you exactly how close everything was. 1912, 1911-1914. That's where his parents' home was. That's not there anymore, obviously. The 3028 Ball Fountain, he was there from 1914 to 1921. All this stuff is key. The Isis Theater was still around at the time we found it. It was still there. It was looked yeah, like this. Yeah, I've seen there's a big mural off of, uh, what, 30th or 31st Street or something? Yeah, yeah. The big yeah. Isis has a big Mickey head. Right. And it was right there. About 31st, 30th, between 30th and 31st in Troost. And it started out as a low rise, and then they added this other thing on it, and it became a beautiful theater. The, one of the co founders, there were actually three co founders to thank you, Walt Disney. And one of the co founders, Butch Rigby, before they demolished the theater, went in and got the marquee for it. And he got, I think he got the soda pop area and the popcorn area. I, I, he, I can't remember exactly, but I know he got the marquee, and that was to preserve part of what Walt Disney had here. And again, that's that would be something that we would put in the museum. Because the minute we were founded, we started hearing from people saying, oh my gosh, well I've got this and I've got that. There's a gentleman who had a huge Snow White exhibit, and he said, I will go in with you and donate some of my stuff to you. Walt Disney's wife Lillian, at the time she was living, said, we've got the train that was in our backyard at our home in California. This is obviously after Walt died. Yeah. And we've got the Oscar and the seven little Oscars that they gave. We would love to have a home for those. Yeah. So we're like, dang, we got to do something. So yeah. we, we went to the city council. We went to the city of Kansas City, Missouri, and we said, we really want to have recognition for Walt Disney. We're going to either put a fountain on the property if we can't raise enough money, or at least we want to, that's the least we want to do. We really want to save the building, because that is historic. It's not even on the National Register. It's falling apart. Bums are living in there. There's nothing in there. The roof caved in at the time. It's just horrible. So they did a proclamation 
with the mayor and we were able to get recognition that way. We were on TV. Um, shortly at that time that we brought Diane Disney Miller and Ron Miller in and we had the press with us on that and we toured her around to all the sites she'd never seen. Her sister had come into town and had toured it on her own, but then her sister had passed away. Diane came with her husband Ron and we took them on one of the Kansas City trolleys. Oh cool. Yep, yep. And we toured them around all these sites that are in this book that their dad went to and we, that's when we toured the school when it was still an elementary school. Wow. So we have all this history of Walt Disney being here. And it's like, here's a kid who grew up in the Midwest, born in Chicago, raised in Missouri. Come on, guys! Yeah. This is a founding father, practically, of animation. Yeah. What are you doing? Why, how come we're not recognizing it? Exactly. So, we said, we got to do something. So yeah. that's when we started to do this, and that's what we are continuing to do. And like I said, what we would like to have, the final thing, is to use that building and have a museum in there and possibly even an animation studio. Which would be awesome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, like, this is what they're doing supposed to be for. So. Oh yeah, because yeah. Walt was also the one who designed the original kangaroo for UMKC, back which, oh. well, back at the time was Kansas City University. Yeah. Before it became part of the University of Missouri campus. But that's his design. Hmm. Are all and these I, photos on the website by chance? Not on our website, no. Uh, okay. This, was, this is my, my personal thing that I put together. Because a lot of these addresses, I'd kind of like to take the tour and get some photos of myself. <laughs> well, if I'd had the time, I'd take, yeah. I've, given, I've given the Disney tour oh, to many goodness. people here in town. Uh, because, like, I mean, it's all right there. This is online. Oh, so that, Look the address Disney is, in Kansas City in line. And then this book, it. too, which was written by a guy in Wichita. And it's a book called Walt in Wonderland. Walt in Wonderland, the silent films of Walt Disney. Because when he was here, he started doing the Alice comedies. Yeah. They actually have some of those on a uh, on, Ro on Roku or Roku. Yeah, Roku. I actually found a channel that had like classic cartoons and had a collection of some of the Alice comedies because they were on the uh, oh, public share type of... Sure. Have you seen any of the Newman Laffer brands that he did? Uh, I don't know if I Because they're out there, too. Some of the YouTube ones. He did some really caustic Kansas City things, like political stuff and things like that. Oh, they're hilarious. What's really funny is this is in the 1920s, and you compare it to the politics of today, and there really isn't much difference. Um, but anyway, this book is by J.B. Kaufman. talks about him bringing Alice, the character of Alice, out. And they integrated... Early, and this, this is the early stage of a live action with animation. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, he, he started that here in Kansas City. Yeah. Here in Kansas City. I'm like, come on, people. And she stayed in Kansas City all of her life, if I if remember correctly. No. Didn't she stay her here? Her family did. Kansas? She, he, he took her with, she was what, um, 10? 10 or 11. He took her out to L.A. Oh. And when I met her, she was still living in L.A. Oh, so I she, thought she came back at some point. She though, came she? back yeah. when we interviewed her. Okay. When we interviewed her, she came back. Because one of the first things she wanted to know when I met her was, uh, is my house still standing? See, that's where the best work was. I said, no, unfortunately, it's not. That's Virginia Davis. Um, anyway, we had her out here. 
2009, our president, Dan Beats, interviewed her. And um, she talked about her life working with Walt Disney. And she really didn't do much after that. I mean, she lived out there with her parents and um, became an actress to, her, to a point, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't working with Mr. Disney, as she said. It's not the same. It's as not going to be the same. Yeah. And working in a Disney studio environment yeah. is completely different from working in any other studio. Yeah. At least back Except in the for maybe Pixar now. I mean, Pixar. Some of the stuff they do, and like, yeah, I, John Lasseter, I think, is almost a modern Walt in some of the way he thinks. It is for it's animation. For, for animation. animation, yes. My love, which of is Disney why I'm glad has... they brought him into the exactly. main company and put him in charge of animation. Oh yeah. Oh, Great yeah. idea. Because they were trying to. The Disney Studios had branched out to the point that um, they were including things that Walt would never have included. They went to PG, yeah, which at the time was GP, but he, he, he didn't want anything above a G rating. Yeah. He wanted everybody to be able to see his product. But um, I think the first PG that they made was Splash. Tom was Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Cauldron? I can't remember which was first, because I know Black Cauldron got a PG also. It did. It was very it did. dark. I think Splash was first. Might they, have been. They, it was wasn't, it wasn't produced by Disney. <laughs> right. They, they, they took a different name, specifically yeah, was, for the was production. Was that where they started Touchstone? Was that That's one of the it. first ones? Touchstone? That's it. See? You know your history. Uh, yes, I do. You do. I don't podcast Disney for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and anything I don't know, I learned. Well, then but why I are you talking this. to me? You already know all this. Well, because it's good for the listeners. Instead of just hearing me talk about stuff, it's fun to hear from other people. That's cool. Yep. But once again, this is thankyouwaltdisney.org, yes. which you have a Facebook, Thank You Walt Disney, and Twitter at Lafogram, all one word. And so people can just go right to the website and donate. See some. I've seen on there. You have some pictures of the studio. And uh, so, yeah, there's also We're events on there. We're going to be getting a different website soon because it's not as up-to-date as we'd like. Awesome. Well, we'll be keeping an eye out on that. Awesome. All right, thanks. Thank you. All right, and now I think instead of just taking a simple ride at a Disney park, we're going to spend a little time with our own lost boy, Jesse. Out here on Main Street, he's going to try to ride as many vehicles as he can, and I thought it was fun to listen to, so please do enjoy. Standing in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle right now, and I am going to do something I have not done before, and I am going to attempt to ride the different vehicles of Main Street, the um, horse-drawn carriage, the fire engine, the omnibus, and the horse's carriage. Should be an interesting background loop as we go, and my here's some interesting park trivia or audio. So let's give it a try. Thank you. Okay. Here, 
haven't built any of the things over there yet. We didn't build the monorail. The monorail goes past it and then stops. It stops only in downtown Disney and back up tomorrow. Go on. run to Crawley and we did pass Scott and Tracy from Disney Indiana during the ride. So hello to them. <coughs> Up next will be the double decker omnibus. Upper bottom, is there a preference? Huh? Upper bottom, is there a preference? No, it's uh, your choice.
You're welcome. Have a good day now. You too. One more. Thank 
at the castle, leave right now. Welcome, folks. Welcome, welcome. First time visitors? I didn't know. No? And where are you folks from? You all together here? No? Oh, cool. Okay. I'm sitting right here. Okay, good. Well, you're not exactly in the seat. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right. Oh, you want to sit by my huh? Mama, sit down. Sit down. Have a seat. Mama. What? Get down. Oh, sure. You can open up your mouth. Daddy, I see it. Yeah, I'll go. Um, Please remain seated at all times and please supervise your children. Here we go. Now yeah, we'll just let them run wild. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we like the car, huh? VIPs on board. Sorry, no autographs today. <laughs> However, paparazzi, feel free and get all the photos you like. Ha, ha. And 
so there we go, all the vehicles with Main Street USA. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.